Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. On today's Coffee with Convery podcast, we are continuing the series of Throwback Thursdays, where I bring on to the show some students and young talent that have years ago and just to see where they are now. Today, my guest is Brandon Greenstone, a 2013 graduate of McMaster University with the Honors of Commerce specialization in marketing and business strategy and a minor in economics. Brandon is a business strategy and transformation leader with over seven years of experience in leading multiple strategic initiatives focused on accelerating strategic priorities, optimizing operational models, delivering innovative customer-centric solutions and business development. Two plus years of experience in both commodities and differentiated product sales as well. Brandon is currently employed at BMO as a senior manager of strategy transformation, and he is the founder of Coffee Marketplace, and he claims to drink eight to 10 cups of coffee today. Wow, that's a lot of coffee, my friend. How are you doing, Brandon? Uh, I'm about six coffees in today, so I'm feeling really good. Uh, it is not a claim. It is it is true. I drink about eight to ten cups of coffee a day. Awesome, awesome. I I have to say I'm I'm right up there with you. I think mine are more towards two to three big large iced coffees. But maybe if I put them into a smaller cup, I could get to your to your mark. <laughs> I love so, it. So uh, yeah, again, welcome to the show. It's really exciting to catch up with you. Uh, it's been a number of years, and I know before the podcast we were kicking off some of the catching up moments, but let's leave a lot for that now. So part of the podcast, I'd love to talk a little bit about and get some of the audience members and people listening in to get a little bit to know more about you sort of from some sort of fun, you know, startup questions, rapid fire. So uh, first up, what is your favorite most used emoji? Oh, uh, probably a heart. Uh, the person I text the most is my wife. So I use um, a, a purple heart a lot. Uh, so that's probably it. Okay. I literally thought you're going to say coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it, it would have to, it, it has to be a heart. Um, yeah. Heart comes first. <laughs> I, I adore my wife and I try to remind her every opportunity I get. There you go. That's sweet. Um, if you could eat just one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? This one's going to sound weird, but it's a uh, bananas. I, um, I have this obsession, uh, for bananas. I, I have it every morning. I use it in protein shakes. Uh, I make pancakes out of it. Uh, so I'm a big fan of bananas. Look at that. All the different uses for bananas, right? If you had to just have one banana, one, one food, bananas could be stretched yeah. for a multitude of multitude of uh experiences um what is your favorite way to spend a day off uh, you know what i got uh, i got two dogs at home and and i have a wife that i love so uh really just going on walks with them and and disconnecting and leaving my phone at home and um just kind of nature walks with with the family i love that you leave the phone at home that says a lot about you and what kind of dogs are they are they a certain breed or a mixed breed or yeah so i have a, i have a, a golden retriever and then i have a black lab uh both females and are just uh, my my heart melts um if and when and and i'm blessed to have children i i've learned very quickly i'm i'm going to be a complete suck as a father like just a suck 
That's not a bad thing, right? No, it's show your emotions. It's not. it's not. But you know, I'll be honest with you, Brian. Like when I when we got when we got the first one, which was the golden retriever, I said to my wife, like, it's a dog, like it's just a dog. And my wife's like, you're gonna see it like a child. I'm like, no, it's just a dog. And and I'm I'm within the first hour, I. I, my, my fatherly instincts just like kicked in. And, and I used to make fun of people that are like, I'm fur moms and fur dads. And, yeah. and I would proudly be a stay at home dog dad one day if I ever had the opportunity. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, how about this? Do you, are you a hit the snooze button kind of guy? Or are you like up and ready and going at it? Uh, no, I, um, I have, I'm very into routine. So I actually get up at four 30 every morning and I train for two hours at the gym. Um, so I am not a hit the snooze button type of guy. I am up bright and early. I, I like to, I've always been a big believer. Uh, you get ahead when you work when the, when those are sleeping. So, um, that's, that's kind of who I am. Wow. That's dedication. Four 30. Yeah. Whoa. That's amazing. Um, this is an interesting one, and sometimes I uh, I, I added this one in because I think, you know, words mean something to us, and um, sometimes it can be just the way it sounds or the meaning of the word, or you just like using it a lot. Is there a favorite word that 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 Brandon likes to use? It's a great question. Um, the one that's popping up in my head is just perseverance um, through my life. Uh, and, and just like anyone else, we, we come up to these challenges and, and it's how we persevere and, and keep pushing forward. Um, so probably perseverance would be my favorite word in the dictionary. That's a good one. Really good one. So I'm super excited because you're my second guest on this Throwback Thursday concept on, um, on Coffee with Convery. And I know we met, we were just chatting about that before we hit the record of how we met you know, so many years ago, and sometimes it feels like forever, and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, thinking back to your overall, you know, transition and the things you've gone through between getting to high school, the post-secondary, you know, the internships, and, um, you know, some of the things that you've experienced and now thriving in the workplace and, you know, even owning your own company. Um, could you talk a little bit about, you know, some of those transitional moments and your journey itself and give the listeners a little bit more insights into that and maybe some of the things you've learned? Yeah. You know, that's a, it, it's a fully loaded question, right? Because yeah. as you go through your life, you, yeah. all these opportunities, whether you take them or not, they, they present themselves to you. And um, for me, my, my biggest thing, whenever I, I was transitioning, whether it was from, you know, high school to university or university to the workforce or having a nine to five job and then trying to start my own gig on the side. It's all, it's, it's been about learning and listening because the one thing I, you know, I'll go back to an example in a second, but being a sponge and just being open to listening to people, listening to their experiences and trying to learn from how others have navigated will help you. And it doesn't, you don't have to take everyone's path exactly but listen to what worked well, listen to what didn't work well uh, and be a sponge and, and digest and try to find the pieces that resonate with you. Um, and then use that as kind of your foundational base to, to get you going. And then as you, as you kind of keep moving forward, you're gonna put your kind of own spin on things. You're gonna find what works for you. 
Um, the, the one thing I've always said around, you know, the educational system is it, the one thing, you know, I, I don't remember, you know, Beethoven's middle name uh, that I learned in grade, you know, grade eight. What, what I learned from school, though, was I learned how to solve a problem. So it was like, how do you approach a problem? How do you formulate thoughts in your head to find that, to find that solution? Um, so that's kind of, that would be my biggest piece of advice as people are transitioning. Just be a sponge, listen, learn, digest, understand. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be curious. Um, and that'll set you up really well. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting how, um, you know, talking about maybe if you're comfortable too, sharing a little bit about your gig on the side and how that's kind of inspired you to like, you know, I, I'm curious too, like what inspired you to start that and how's it going? And maybe you can talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, years and years and years ago, we, you and I, we got to work together. Um, uh -huh. At, at, a, at IBM, which was, you know, a fantastic company to work for. And I um, worked hard, though. Like, the one thing I'll say is we worked hard. And I always said to myself, if I had an opportunity where I was in a, a, a little bit of a different culture, a little bit of a slower paced culture, because the culture we were in at the time, it's a fast paced culture, it's consulting. Um, if I would want to focus in on like a passion project of mine, and, and what could that be? And when I moved over to the bank, um, you know, again, it has its uh, peaks and valleys of, of, you know, time spent on, on working on projects and, and different initiatives. But I got the time back to say, hey, there's a little bit more that I want to do to kind of have my own type of self-fulfillment. And one of that was to kind of go into a space where I was kind of passionate. So um, I grew up in a family that drank coffee like it was a religion. And I fell in love with the specialty coffee culture. And I kind of said, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to focus in on. And then the question was, well, what do I do? And at the time, I actually started a blog um, where I would go around Toronto and I would um, evaluate different coffee shops. And I, I put on my consulting hat, right? This was one of the experiences yeah. I got from IBM and, and a little bit at BMO at the time. And it was to say, hey, drinking coffee is, is one aspect of the coffee experience. But when you walk into a cafe, you're seeing, you're smelling, uh, you're hearing, you're experiencing and touching things before you even drink the coffee. So what does that whole experience look like? And, and that's what I was trying to share. And I grew that um, just based on opportunity and people reaching out and making connections. I grew it into a fairly large blog in Canada where I had about 17 people who kind of fell under my brand, which was really cool. Um, and then the pandemic hit and the pandemic kind of changed the way I looked at what I was doing from a passion project perspective. And I was having conversations with the roasters who I had made these connections with through this blog over the years. And, what ended up happening is, you know, I learned really quickly that the wholesale side of their business, which was about 80% of their sales was being decimated because of this pandemic. And I kind of said, Hey, I have this blog, which is great, but now there's so many blogs out there. It's kind of a diluted space. How else can I help? So I kind of had this idea to say, Hey, maybe I start a subscription company because I knew the only way to help these businesses that were hurting via, you know, their, their wholesale side of their business was to kind of help them be able to sell coffee to people at home. So I kind of went down that route 
And, you know, like I said to you earlier, Brian, the, the one thing I've always done is I've always asked questions to mm-hmm. try to understand. And, and I, I started with asking the different roasters, hey, if I went into a subscription-based service and, and that was a business or a, a project of mine, how how should I do it differently than what you're experiencing today with subscription companies? Like where are those pain points that you're having? And I learned really quickly that um, there was a lot of negative sentiment around subscription companies when it comes to the coffee space. So what I kind of did was I said, Hey, I want to build out a platform that kind of mitigates and gets rid of those issues for the roasters. And that's where this came from. And the concept, to be honest with you, was really simple. And I, I'm, I'm not sure the audience um, will might know this. I know you will, but back in the day, I used to go door to door and sell these entertainment books, right? And you would sell this book and it would, it would cost $20, but what you would get in it is this like stack of coupons of different um, businesses around the area that would give you different offers, right? So it would be any sort of entertainment. So it could be dining, it could be going to the movies and you would get all these discounts. Um, so that's the kind of that concept that I put online and, you know, it's, I run it as basically an, I, a not for profit. Like right now, my main purpose is not to get rich off of it because I want to stay humble and authentic where my purpose is to help the coffee roasters through the, the pandemic, as well as get coffee drinkers, the opportunity to try some amazing coffee for some of the best deals that you can't actually get publicly available right now. That is amazing and um, really fantastic what you're doing there. And and you t- given it's a throwback conversation, like, yeah, I totally remember ripping those coupons out of the books and <laughs> going to different places for entertainment. Um, that just took me back a few years. <laughs> I, aged myself, I aged myself a little bit when I, when I talk to roasters about that, because they're like, oh, I remember that, you know, 25 years ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but hey, it shows your entrepreneurial spirit. And to your point, the consulting skills that also, you know, key for listeners here is the consulting skills that you gained are things that you're tapping into, right? As transferable skills with all these cool things you're doing. It's really, really inspiring to hear. Yeah, you know, the best advice you can give anyone that wants to go into consultant is learn how to ask questions, right? Because I've always been really proud to say I'm never the smartest person in the room, but I'm one of the best to be able to get an answer because to find a solution and to know the solution are two different things. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, be open to say there are usually smarter people in the room than you pick their brains, understand what they're thinking about. Cause that's going to help you get to whatever you're trying to get to at the end of the day. Great, great insights and advice there for sure. You know, thinking about that too, I, there's a question here I always ask is about, you know, now you've had, and well, you've always had life experiences. We all have life experiences from the minute we're born. But when you think about, you know, some of the things you've learned and picked up and developed and, you know, building your own toolkit of skills, um, is there anything that, you know, learning from life that you think should be talked about in school? Oh, yeah. So easily, I think the number one thing that should be, and I know you have classes in in university that are like optional, but this should be mandatory. And I think it should be mandatory high school as well is personal finance. Um, To me, one of the things that 
changed the way I thought about the world was understanding how money works. Um, because when I was in university, I, you mentioned I, I did an internship and I did the 16 month internship. And I think at the time I made like $45,000, which listen, that's not, that's, that's, that's a good amount of money. And for a university student, that's an incredible amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad, he did something that was really, really smart. He took 30,000 of those dollars, which I was not happy about, I'll be honest at the time. And he said, I'm going to put them into an investment for you, which I really never understood what that meant at the time. And he said, you're going to get to keep 15,000. You do whatever you want with it. And he did that on purpose because what ended up happening was I went back to school after my internship, I had $15,000 and in eight months, that $15,000 were gone. And to this day, I can't tell you what I spent that money on. Mm -hmm. And what that taught me was to be intentional and to track and to understand that, you know, uh, listen, money is not an end all be all, but it, it can help us pursue things we want to do. Um, and it can help us set, set ourselves up for a really fantastic future. And we just don't get taught how to budget. We don't get taught a strong understanding of the financial systems in Canada because, you know, it's, there, there's a, a famous um, like finance guru in the States and he, he says this thing, which is it's really easy to kind of like walk into debt. It's very hard to get out of it. Um, mm -hmm. It's very intentional to get out of it. So that's the one thing, you know, for me and, and it, again, personal finance, you know, I also work for a bank, which helps, but personal finance is something that is like something I'm really passionate about just in my personal life. Um, and that's something I just wish we were stronger at in teaching, especially at a young age. And I think there's simpler ways to teach it. You don't need to teach about retirement savings, but you need to teach the fundamentals behind it to help get that thought process. Because listen, I work for a bank, you work for a bank. There are still people that are adults that are navigating this world that, that unfortunately put themselves in a really rough situation because they just didn't they weren't given the knowledge early on of how to manage money. Yeah. What a, what a great lesson your dad did there. And, and also to share and also share this, you know, the young people listening today about, you know, look back and where did that 15 K go? Right. It's, um, and that's, that's how quickly it can go. Right. And so, yeah, I do, I do think that's been a common uh, theme throughout these conversations and coffee chats with students and, and, and young people that, you know, budgeting is something and financial literacy and all that, that we, it's such an important life lesson, but we leave it to happenstance. Like it's not really talked about or taught. So thanks for sharing that. It's really, really helpful. And that lesson and example is really great. So maybe some of these students will ask their parents to take some of their money this summer and put it away for them, right? <laughs> listen, I, I, I hope so. One, one of the things I've always been always happy to do is just provide guidance on on budgeting i mean from the very first day i worked at ibm i had a budget so yeah. you know, when i was making my first income i was living at home and um at the time like you know it is no one wants to live at home but uh, well i don't want to say that not at the time i didn't want to live at home but i had the opportunity to save money and it really helped put me in a position today where you know, I can go out and buy a house for my wife and I, um, because, yes. you know, 
anyone who's who's watching the markets these days, we know the housing market is absolutely nuts, right? So um, any opportunity you have to just make smart decisions with money, um, especially early on, like if, if you can even start putting money away at a young age and re for retirement, yeah, it, it may not be the cool and sexy thing, but it really sets you up well in the future because, hey, listen, I did not understand the type of expenses as I got older, as I got more responsibility that would come up. So I'm really happy I started putting money away for retirement when I was younger because it, it gets harder and harder as you get older to do that because you have all these other financial responsibilities. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Some really, really good insights, Vernon. Um, so this is the part of the show where I'd like to turn it a little bit more towards, you know, sharing, you know, you know, with the audience and with me, you know, maybe, you know, a bit more personal about some of maybe the challenges or a specific challenge or something maybe you're even going through now, you know, how did, how did you work through uh, maybe a challenge or challenges and how did you overcome it? Um, is there something you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so for, so, I mean, do you want to like a career challenge? You want a personal life challenge? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you think is, um, you know, could be a little bit of both could be whatever. It's, um, something you want to chat about, you know, that you feel comfortable talking about that maybe, you know, others that might be listening in are feeling the same way or think they're the only person dealing with something or, you know, maybe there's some advice that you have through what you've learned and, you know, you know, maybe still even going through something that you want to share. Yeah, listen, so, I mean, we've kind of chatted about this offline a little bit. So I'm, I'm someone who does battle mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and, and those type of issues without going into too much details, it does impact your life in so many different ways, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your career. Um, you know, one of the things is, you know, I always say it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, we, you know, less for you and I growing up, but I feel like the younger generation, you grow up in this social media age where everything's kind of fantasized online. So you're seeing the best of the best. Um, and then you start to try to compare yourself, right? You know, you know, oh, that person's on this vacation or that person just, you know, got this new cool video game or whatever it is, you, you get into this comparison mode and you start to bring that to your personal life. You start to bring that to your career. And what ends up happening is you start to define yourself based on a comparison level. And the one thing that I've challenged myself based on what I've learned are my triggers and it's, and it's okay because everyone has their own thing is how to be happy and satisfied with who I am and where I am in my life. You know, your best friend and you, you both come out of university. You're both going to go into careers. You're going to go your separate ways. If you try to compare yourself apples to apples with that person, your friend, that, that's not, that might not be the healthiest thing because you're going on two different paths. Mm -hmm. And just because someone might start out faster than you, or just because someone might get a bigger promotion before you do, or whatever it is, it doesn't mean you're behind. It just means you're taking a different path. And it's to understand, again, start to ask the questions, you know, what makes me happy? What do I value in life? And, and we talked about it and I mentioned it, you know, when we worked for IBM, listen, we worked a lot of hours and it was, it, it uh, at least I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, what I learned really quickly was I valued family time a lot. 
Um, and, you know, everyone was like, oh, but wasn't it cool you got to travel for work? And, and yeah, it, it's cool for the first couple of weeks for me, but then that, that got tiring and that started to weigh on my mental health. And I just wanted to be at home with my family. And what it helped me realize was, hey, I don't need to go and be this big fancy consultant. I can still solve problems and I can do it in an environment that gives me a much better work-life balance where I get to go home and have dinner with my family every night um, because that's what makes me truly happy and that's okay. Um, yep. so, so for me, if you're asking me what, you know, something I've dealt with that I've had to work through is learning to not compare myself to others because everyone has their own journey uh, and you should be really happy and proud of your journey. And no journey is perfect. No, no journey is this like perfect straight line up. You're going to take twists and turns and you're going to go through your ups and downs. But it's how you, again, earlier to throw back to this question, it's how you persevere through that. And it's how you find happy, like true happiness within. Yeah, thank you for sharing that and and sharing sort of the insights there around that because you're 100%. We spend so much time comparing ourselves to others, comparing ourselves to different experiences. And to your right, the point of, unfortunately, for young people coming up now, you know, everything is online and everything is compared and how many likes and how many this. And, um, and it, there is, you just got to back up and the only thing you need to compare yourself to is yourself. Right. And that that's what you got to look at. So thank you for sharing that and, and, and being open with that. I think it's really interesting for, for our audience and also some really good insights in that as well. Um, as I think about, I saw this quote, like, um, when I was thinking about getting into this podcast and it was yesterday's dreams aren't always today's realities. And it made me reflect myself on my own personal professional career, but really mostly brought me back to my thoughts around, you know, students often ask me, have your priorities changed? Have you done something different? <laughs> priorities are always changing. So, you know, is there any um, thoughts around maybe how your priorities have changed over the years? I, I did hear, you know, you know, time for me to, to, to exit out of consulting and to, to have a little bit more balance. Um, I had that similar consulting experience prior to meeting you and then went internally HR to support consultants uh, for that very reason. Uh, but, you know, how have maybe some of your parties changed over time? And could you share a little bit about that with, with some of the, the audience? Yeah. So when I was going through university, um, my mentality was get a really good job, make a lot of money yeah. uh, and retire early because that's what happiness is. Or that's what I thought at the time. Um, went into, went into working for IBM. And, and again, I, I have no ill will towards that job. I learned so much about myself. Yeah. Um, I remember it was funny in the interview, we did this panel interview for IBM. And the, one of the questions I got was, you know, uh, are you okay to travel for work? And I, my answer was right now I'm a single guy. Um, I have every opportunity to travel. Why not? But ask me again when I have uh, a wife and kids, because my answer might be really different. So as I've, I'm going to say matured in my overall um, personal life where, you know, I, I got a wonderful girlfriend who became my fiance and, and now my wife. And, you know, I have uh, a new nephew. Um, my priorities changed. My priorities of it's, you know, making money quickly, um, you know, I had to answer the question for what, like, why did yeah. I want to make that money? And, and what I kept coming back to was it's so that I can spend time with my family. 
And I was like, well, why can't I spend time with my family now? Right. And um, so that's kind of how my priorities changed. So it was, it went yeah. from making a lot of money to, um, to spending time with my family. Now it's really important for the people listening to this podcast. You can do both right. at the same time. Right. You know, I work for a bank. I do, I do okay for myself. Um, and I get to spend a ton of time with my, my family. So you can do both. You just, it's really important based on where you are in your personal life of, of what you really want. And don't be afraid to say like things will change um, because they will like, and that's natural. Like I, I, again, like I go on, like I was just this like money hungry. I want to, I want to get promoted as fast as possible. I want to become a partner at IBM. And then yeah. you start to have conversations with the partners at IBM and, and you learn that, you know, I thought I was working hard. Holy heck, were these, were these folks working even harder than I was. And, you know, to, to hear that they, they missed, you know, their kids hockey game. And at the time I was, a, I was a coach coaching hockey. And I was like, that's so sad because I grew up playing hockey and I was so happy to have my dad there at every hockey game. Right. Um, yeah. Those were just things that as I got older, as I matured, it just didn't align with me anymore. Um, and it was, it was, it became, it became a, what is best for my family. That's how my mind started to change as I, as I kind of grew up in my own life. And, um, and I just, you know, I, I encourage everyone to be open to, to change because, you know, change is scary, but change is good. Yeah. I think there's so many lessons in there, what you just shared and, you know, for the audience and the, you know, whether you're a student, you know, getting your first job and, or you're starting a family or, or whatever the case may be, like, it, it truly is about stepping back at times and being okay to make a change because you might be gun ho to be in that fast paced world and doing certain things. And then you're not a failure if you shift and do something, you know, I talk about it as off-roading, like my whole career has been off-roading in various different types of roles and jobs and industries. And the best part about it was I went off-roading when my personal life, um, when I realized my personal life was something that I needed to also focus on. And um, I think you're, you know, sharing similarly, I remember meeting you back when you were a student and, you know, um, and it's really nice to catch up, you know, years later and see, you know, all the things that you have learned and to share that on the podcast as well, because it's, it's inspiring to see Brandon, like where, where you are with things and what you have become really. Um, now I sound like a dad, which I don't want to sound like, but, um, <laughs> so any father figure in my life, have you can never have too many fathers. People, there, looking you, go. At there, you, go. there you go. Um, so, um, you know, as we, as we think about things, one of the things I'm also trying to, you know, I think we learned this in consulting or it's part of your DNA is being a disruptor and asking questions. You said it, ask why. Um, one of the things I'm trying to disrupt right now is how students are going about and even schools talking about credentials and grades and all the things that, you know, we think define who we are, but in the reality, it's your values, it's your skills and it's your yourself that makes yourself successful. So I'm trying to shift the narrative to be more focused on don't start with what you do when you go to an interview, but start with who you are, start with your values, start with your skills. And, you know, a lot of your values are coming through this conversation, but is there any thoughts that you can maybe share about, you know, you know, if you're thinking about your values, what describes you and, 
and how that combined with your skills has enabled you to be, you know, successful in, in, in what you're doing, right? Not just work, but life, you're, you're balancing that out. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have, um, so, so great, great question. Uh, one thing first off on, and you talked about the resume, um, when you do get into an interview and, and someone says, tell me about yourself, they've read through your resume. Right. So they, they, they know the person on paper. They don't know the person behind the paper though. Right. So I've, I always kind of went and I always talked about saying, Hey, I'm going to tell you about who I am, not what I've done because those are two different things. Um, what I've done has helped shape who I am, but who I am is really important. So when we talk about values, um, for me, again, and, and I think this has probably come through very clearly in this, in this uh, discussion is family. Family is the number one value that I have. There's, to me, there's nothing more important to me than my family. Um, those, those are, that is a value I got from my parents uh, growing up. And then I was, I was really blessed. And I hope that one day I can be half the parents that my parents were to me. That's my first value. And then my second value is helping others. Um, we live in a society where, and, and this is my belief, right? We live in a society where we've been kind of told to kind of almost be selfish to a point, right? Hey, you need to have the highest grade. You need to beat out all these people to get into this school or, or get into this job. You know, and I remember how, how important I thought my, my marks were to get my first job. But when I got into the interview for IBM, no one asked me about my grades. They asked me what I've done and who I am. So what I learned really quickly, especially when you try to you know, find yourself in, in a job, you want to show the value that you can bring to people. And so for me, showing who you are and, and what you value, which is for me, at least it's, it's my family. And, and when I talk about family, I say a family is a unit, it's a team. So you, you, you kind of take and you, you extend your family because now you have a work family, right? I go to work and I, I love the people I work with at, at BMO. Um, and I want to help them the same way they want to help me. Um, and then the second part of that, like I said, my, my second biggest value that I, I truly try to live by is help others. So, you know, when I speak to my experience, it's always about that result. It was like, hey, you know, I did this, which helped X, Y, and Z. Um, and those two kind of like foundational values for me, I believe helped set me up um, for, for where I am today. And, and I'm really proud of where I am today. Um, but I believe everyone needs to kind of find what their own values are because people may have different values. But again, what you are on paper and who you are are very different. Right? So what you've done, which is what goes on paper and who you are are very, two very, very different things. And that's really important to remember when you're going through an interview. Amazing. Totally aligned with what I keep saying to young people now because we're so heavily programmed to lead with the resume and lead with, you know, some of those things. And you're right. And especially when you want to stand out, you know, and, and that, you know, and that's why I have you on the podcast because you stood out in my mind and in our conversations when we met years ago and still do. And those are the things that students need to focus on is what makes you who you are. Your differences are your strength. And 
talk about those things, right? So, um, you know, well, it's it's hard to believe we're actually kind of getting to the end of the show. And I, I guess I want to just ask really quickly if there was anything you've, you've shared so much advice and, and great content around thinking through some of these uh, journeys and transitions and other things, but is there any last minute thoughts you want to leave maybe some of the, the young viewers with that are listening in today um, before we end the show? Yeah, sure. I mean, hopefully, uh, whoever is listening to this, you've been able to take something. And if you can take one thing from this conversation, amazing. Um, if I can just leave anybody with a piece of advice is love who you are. You are unique. You are beautiful. You are different. And that's what makes you special. And that is, there is such beauty within that. Um, because we all are unique. We all have our strengths. We all have our, our areas of opportunity, but what makes you unique is what makes you special. And that's what makes you so amazing and valuable. Um, so never lose sight of that. Um, and that's really important. That is some great advice and what a great way to end a Friday afternoon on. And, uh, I have to say, I am so excited to be reconnected and, uh, you know, talked on the show for my Throwback Thursday series. This is exactly why, you know, I have this as part of the series is to hear from, you know, folks and where are they now? And it also shows, you know, what you can do with with yourself. And and to your point, love yourself. That that's that's got you got to get going in that right direction first. So, um, again, I really want to thank you, Brandon, so much for for really being on the show. It's been fantastic. No, again, thank you for having me. And, and if I can just say one last thing, and again, I mentioned it earlier, I have mental health issues that I've worked through and um, it's okay to not be okay and reach out. If, if you need help, reach out. There are people who love you and want to help you and will be there for you. So uh, thank you, Brian, so much for having me. And I appreciate the conversation and I'm so happy that we, we got to reconnect. Um, and I, I, I am so looking forward to, to seeing this podcast grow and just helping so many students. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, this, it's a super, you talked about your passion. This is my passion project too. So I'm, I'm smiling uh, ear to ear on this one. So for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. Um, this has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, uh, please stay well.